Welcome to PEM Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brad Soboleski, and today's episode is all about reducing the use of unnecessary chest x-rays in respiratory conditions like bronchiolitis, asthma, croup, and first-time wheezing. It's part of an overarching series that includes blog posts, podcast episodes, videos, infographics, and social media posts that aim to disseminate the Choosing Wisely campaign, which is an evidence-based list of five common pediatric conditions seen frequently in emergency care settings where clinicians and families can partner to safely avoid unnecessary tests. My collaborators on this episode include experts in the field, Michelle Nypaver from the University of Michigan, Jennifer Toole Friedman from Alberta Children's Hospital, and special guest contributor Todd Florin from Lurie Children's in Chicago, who knows a lot about pneumonia and stuff. I've also partnered with Don't Forget the Bubbles to produce additional content that disseminate the Choosing Wisely recommendations. Check out their site at don'tforgetthebubbles.com the same week this episode drops. Thanks to Spiros Karajorgos, Andy Tag, and Dennis Wren for your help. Choosing Wisely is an initiative of the ABIM Foundation, which seeks to promote conversations between clinicians and patients in choosing care that is supported by evidence, does not duplicate other tests or procedures already received, is free from harm, and truly necessary. At least 80 medical specialty societies have published more than 500 recommendations of overused tests and treatments as a result of the initiative launched in 2012. You can learn more about their mission at choosingwisely.org. All right, let's talk about why you shouldn't order a chest x-ray all the time. Respiratory conditions are very common in the emergency department, and they account for about a third of all pediatric visits. And that includes bronchiolitis, asthma, croup, pneumonia, all of it. There's lots of coughing going around. And most of these problems can be accurately diagnosed by history and physical exam without the need for additional testing. Yet, we still worry, and parents worry as well, about what might happen if something's missed, like pneumonia. And there's wide variation in the use of chest x-rays, in particular in respiratory illnesses like bronchiolitis, croup, and asthma. That overuse leads to increased healthcare costs, longer ED stays, up to about 27 or 30 minutes longer, exposure to unnecessary radiation, and even unanticipated clouding of the eventual diagnosis. Furthermore, major organizations such as the AAP and the National Institute for Healthcare Excellence in the UK recommend against chest x-rays for most patients with these problems. There's even a recent systematic review, Kirillos, in the Journal of Infectious Disease, which included 32 different guidelines in their assessment. And though there was some heterogeneity in some areas, like bronchiolitis management, the guidelines were consistent and clear in their message that chest radiographs are not helpful. So why do we continue to order them? Well, first, I, th I think we may feel compelled to order a chest x-ray outside of these evidence-based guidelines if we lack the confidence in knowing who does or doesn't need a chest x-ray, if we feel that we're under time pressure, or if we're experiencing some cognitive overload. In these cases, ordering a chest x-ray may feel like a time saver, even though it's not. Parental expectations and the time it takes to actually explain why a chest x-ray isn't needed may also drive unnecessary ordering. In addition to lengthening stay, using resources, and exposing kids to radiation, ordering a chest x-ray can lead to a cascade of undesirable clinical decisions, such as 
prescribing unnecessary antibiotics, and then exposing patients to the consequences of antibiotic use and overuse. Chest x-ray interpretation is neither sensitive nor specific, and there's low inner rater reliability even among experienced pediatric radiologists. If you're worried about a kid, overinterpretation of a chest x-ray is possible, and it does happen. When emergency physicians order a chest x-ray in the context of bronchiolitis, their likelihood of ordering an antibiotic is five times higher than what they predicted before actually seeing the chest x-ray. And parents are often scared, and they may feel the need to make sure that their child recovers as quickly as possible so that they can get back to their activities and that the family doesn't miss work. A worried primary care doctor may have suggested that the patient and family go to the ED to get an x-ray. Then, the ED physician might need to spend precious time addressing parental expectations for testing. And so sometimes, yeah, it's just easier to get the test, but then you got to deal with the results. So who does need a chest x-ray? Well, the Choosing Wisely guideline says, do not obtain radiographs in children with bronchiolitis, croup, asthma, or first-time wheezing. That doesn't mean that some of those patients might not benefit from x-rays. But in general, when you're developing your practice patterns, you can feel assured that the majority of those patients don't need a chest radiograph to help you make the diagnosis or rule something else out. So for children presenting with first-time wheezing or with typical findings of asthma, bronchiolitis, or croup, X-rays rarely yield important positive findings, and they expose patients to radiation, increased cost, and overall length of stay. If you have a child with bronchiolitis, but you are worried that they might have myocarditis, yeah, get the X-ray. If foreign body is on your differential diagnosis with croup, or if they've had previous airway surgeries or aren't responding to racemic like you thought, yeah, get an X-ray. If you have an asthmatic who is obtunded, who you need to intubate, who's going to the ICU, well then yeah, x-ray is valuable. But really think about it. How often in those conditions do you see patients that fit those exact criteria? Not all that often. The aforementioned national and international guidelines emphasize the value of the history and physical examination in making an accurate diagnosis and excluding serious underlying pathology. A few situations in which radiographs might be useful include significant hypoxia, focal abnormalities on the lung exam, or if you're worried about effusion, prolonged course of illness, or severe respiratory distress. If wheezing is occurring without a clear atopic etiology or without upper respiratory tract infection symptoms, rhinorrhea, nasal congestion, and or fever, you can consider diagnostic imaging on a case-by-case basis. And as always, have a discussion with the family about the utility, what you're looking for, what it might show. In some studies, there are a few risk factors that have been shown to be correlated with radiographic pneumonia. Include duration of fever, decreased breath sounds, older age, hypoxia, and chest pain. But other than age, and maybe duration of fever, these are a bit subjective. So you can see why it's so hard to construct consensus guidelines that are broadly applicable. So what works in reducing chest x-ray overuse? At the individual level, you should know which children do and do not need x-rays. If you're currently in training and you're developing your practice patterns, pause before ordering that x-ray. 
think about what you're going to do with it when you present to your supervising doctor. And if you're on the fence, have that discussion. Remember, it's okay to get an x-ray sometimes, but you really want to limit use broadly. If you've been in practice a long time and you're getting that spidey sense that says, go ahead and get an x-ray, I think it's fine. But really model good practice and restraint in clinical ordering and especially teach your colleagues how to have that discussion with patients and families. And in that vein, you should have a readily available resource and a prepared answer for families who wonder if their child with no risk factors requires a chest x-ray. Let families know that you prioritize their child's well-being by attempting to avoid unnecessary radiographs. On a systemic level, quality improvement works. Specific QI strategies that have been shown to reduce x-ray ordering include local guideline development, electronic health record optimization, so no pre-checked checks x-ray boxes and order sets, provider audit and feedback processes, and robust education. Higher reliability strategies such as order set optimization are more likely to have an impact than low reliability strategies such as regular educational emails. Some groups have also had success with working with their radiologists to develop standardized language on chest x-ray interpretation. So it avoids that classic standing on a fence astride a hedge language like can't rule out pneumonia. Clinical correlations suggested. But seriously, I love our radiologists. They're amazing. So thanks for all you do. And ultimately, what seems to be the easiest or fastest way out, you know, just getting the chest x-ray is often not the best way out for patients or for our healthcare providers. All right, that's all for this episode. Look out for additional content supporting the Choosing Wisely Pediatric Emergency Medicine campaign, including four more podcast episodes and posts on PEMblog.com and Don'tForgetTheBubbles.com. Thanks again to Michelle Nypaver, Jennifer Tool friedman and Todd Florin for their help in putting this episode together. If you have feedback about this episode, send me an email, leave a comment on the blog, or hit me up on Twitter or X or whatever, at PEMTweets. Subscribe via your favorite podcast app and leave a review if you'd like. Any comments and feedback are appreciated. For PEM Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast, this has been Brad Soboleski. And remember, when it comes to chest x-rays in pediatric respiratory illnesses, we can all choose wisely. See you next time.